get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. The great Joe Vitale joins us on 101 ESPN as he does every Friday with Carriker Smallman and Danny Mack. Joey V, we always love having you on the show. And I want an opinion on something that I am going to do today. I, uh, I'm suffering a punishment and I'm going to sing Like a Virgin by Madonna at 945. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, buddy. First of all, what a great song. Mm. Um by Madonna, yeah, I think that's that's definitely going to be a punishment, um, without question, Randy. I do feel bad for you. My heart goes out to you. How, did you lose a bet? Yeah, I said that the Cardinals. I guaranteed that the Cardinals would score six runs in their game Wednesday, and they got shut out because I was thinking sixty cent drinks for everybody at Mobile on the Run. So I made the guarantee, and obviously uh, that didn't pay off. So I'm paying off with like a virgin. You know what? That's probably the second best performance uh, for Madonna in her life. Right behind, remember she was May, the third baseman for a yes. league of their own. One of the best, one of the best sport undercover. Uh, I'm interested to see what Danny Mac and Michelle think, but one of the best undercover sports movies. When you hear about sports movies all the time, you don't think about a league of their own. But what a fantastic flick! And if you remember, Madonna was that third baseman. She was kind of that mischievous character, which I think Madonna played pretty well. She was all the way May. All the way May. Exactly right, Michelle. That's it. Oh, was it my turn? Well, yeah, I just we, thought you might oh, want to I, give your, your no, thoughts I was on just thinking of, No, I was just thinking about A League of Their Own and, and the various characters in there. How you doing, Joey? Good morning to you. Danny Mac, hey, buddy, uh, doing really well. I think it was Ernie, uh, Ernie was it uh, Cappadino? He was the manager. You yes. know, he was he was hilarious with that big slugger, that girl that kind of looked like a guy, but she could hit the ball. And yeah. and uh, he was talking about how we can't have her because she's not pretty and all this kind of stuff, but she was a slugger. I tell you what, that was a, that was a fantastic flick. Tom Hanks, I think we need to go like to the – you know, Kevin Bacon relates to everybody, right? There's a mm-hmm. connection to him. I think now we're getting into the, the Tom Hanks category with him. I, I do. Huge. Yes. He's he's connected Dude. to everybody, and I know Joey. You could probably connect everything because really you don't really study hockey. You just study worldly events. <laughs> exactly. You know what's funny about Tom Hanks? Uh, Here we go. He's such he's such a sorry. I go yeah. I he's such it. a well liked actor, and you know every movie you watch with Tom Hanks, you just you pull for him, right? You, you love him so much. When the director, his his name is skipping me right now, for Apollo thirteen, one of the best Tom Hanks movies. Of Ron course, Howard. the true story. Ron, is that, boom, bingo. That, boy, Danny Max on top of it today. Ron Howard from Happy Days. Remember, he was on Happy Days. Uh, now, now a terrific director. He directs Apollo 13, of course, the true story of when the, the Apollo mission kind of failed and they had to get those three astronauts home. And, and, and I'm watching this, this documentary about how he makes this movie, and they, they get to the casting part of it. And they said that, you know, who do we need to be the head astronaut? And they're, they're kind of going through some names. I think Leonardo DiCaprio was one. Maybe Matthew McConaughey was another. But just some random, just like, you know, grade A lister actors in Hollywood. And it really came down to one guy that Ron Howard had to have, and it was Tom Hanks. And when asked why it was Tom, he said, because Tom is such a well-loved actor. Every movie you watch of his, people just pull for Tom Hanks. So I needed that head astronaut. I needed someone to man that spaceship when everyone in the theater 
needed this man to get home and we're pulling for this man to get home and no one loves an actor more than Tom Hanks. So, uh, so that is why Tom Hanks got that role because Ron Howard saw that as an opportunity for the fans and all the wonderful people that watched that movie. He said, you got to get Tom Hanks home. So of course that's why he got the lead role. And, and still to this day, one of Tom Hanks's top, top three or four moves I put up there in that category. Okay. I got a question for you. A lot of athletes uh, get to meet a lot of neat people and actors or musicians or celebrities. They're always wanting to mingle with the athletes. Who is some, so in all your travels, you're a very worldly man. In all your travels, who is somebody that gave Joey Vitale like that stop in your tracks moment? Like, hey, I'm going to put down what I'm doing. I'm going to go meet this guy who's in our locker room or he's at the game or we're going out afterwards to meet this person. Uh, it could be an athlete, could be one of your favorite athletes growing up, or it could be someone outside of sports. Who's that guy or gal? Oh, gosh. Like you, Dan and, and Randy, Michelle, I'm sure you guys have met some wonderful people on the way. It's hard to pick out a couple. I will say I ran into Jimmy Page in Scottsdale when we were at a charity golf tournament. Uh, Jimmy Page, of course, the lead guitarist for Led Zeppelin. And, and it was weird because my wife's always been into Led Zeppelin ever since I met her. And I, I was always just in kind of different music genres, but she loved that kind of classic rock. So she kind of got me in Led Zeppelin like years leading into this. And then, of course, this guy with some, uh, in a pony, white ponytail and you can just, you know, talk about a guy with presence. He just had that presence about him. And someone mentioned it was Jimmy Page. I went over to meet him, and I said hello really quickly. And he kind of gave him the, oh, how you doing then, mate? How you doing then, mate? And it was kind of a quick exchange. But, um, you know, what he's done for the music world, of course, with the Yardbirds and then turned in Led Zeppelin with Robert Plant that kind of changed, changed the whole uh, music industry. And then, of course, uh, you know, Stairway to Heaven. We, you know, he talked a little bit about that in his speech when he was up there talking, talking about Stairway to Heaven, how it was written, believe it or not, the number one rock and roll song of all time. It was actually written in about 20 minutes by that campfire when they went out to this cottage to kind of get that retreat. The whole band went out to this cottage in England to find like some solitude and, and, and peace to kind of write an album. And Robert, or excuse me, Jimmy Page was kind of strumming this acoustic uh, little rhythm. And then Robert Plant, of course, sits down and writes uh, Stairway to Heaven in 20 minutes, the greatest wow. rock and roll song of all time, in 20 minutes. And then if you think about it, some people say that it took 20 minutes to write the greatest rock and roll song. And then they said that Robert Plant sold his soul to the devil to write the greatest rock and roll song of all time. So that's kind of where that came from, where Robert Plant wrote it in such a short amount of time. And he was believed that the, the devil kind of possessed him in that moment. Uh, so, so you always ask rock and rollers, well, what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to sell your soul to the devil to get a rock and roll song? And that's where that, that came from. So I didn't know that at the time, but I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here. Jimmy Page was awesome. Without question, David Spade, I met him uh, at Ron Burke's house. He's an owner of Pittsburgh. Whenever he went out to Hollywood to play uh, the Sharks or the Kings, uh, Ron Burke would always bring us to his house at Beverly Hills, and he always had, like, tables of models and tables of actors. And it was, and at the time, Entourage was a huge show back in 2014 when I came. I think it was my third year with Pittsburgh. So the whole team goes to Ron Burke's house. We're at his Beverly Hills mansion, cars everywhere, you know, models everywhere, actors everywhere. And, of course, the old shoe check. Do you guys know what the shoe check is in that, in that hockey world? With the ketchup? With the ketchup. Yeah, exactly, yep. Randy. So what you do is you usually have a rookie at some point in the dinner go around and shoe check someone. So you basically go underneath the table and you squirt ketchup on someone's shoe. You sneak back to your seat. And when you're ready, you start clinging your glass and everyone starts clinging the glass, knowing that someone got shoe checked. So then everyone checks their shoe to find out who got shoe checked. And of course you got to wipe off ketchup off your, you know, $300 loafers or whatever you're wearing. 
Chris Letang decided to shoe check David Spade, but it was tough because David Spade's really, he's a really short guy and he was at a table full of models. So David Spade actually, he sits on his knees, believe it or not, because he wants to appear to be taller than he normally is. So it was almost impossible. So Ron's like, you can try to shoe check David. It'll never happen. He always sits on his knees. There was a moment where he finally gets rid of his feet when the, when the food ends up coming to the table and Crystal Tang, I just remember seeing him go through this like beautiful, like entryway of like these chandeliers and fine crystal. And he's crawling through tables. He gets to David Spade's shoe. He nails it, gets back to his seat. Everyone starts cleaning their glass and David Spade's like, what the hell is going on? And finally someone's like, check your shoe. And he had like these like $900 Versace loafers on that he had ketchup to splatter all over. <laughs> and of course we had a great laugh, but he was a character. The whole entourage cast was just a lot of fun people, but yeah, there's just, there's, there's so many, Dan. I mean, wonderful people you meet along the way. Uh, but those, those are a couple of good ones that come right to mind. Great stuff. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN blues and coyotes tomorrow. And I think we can safely argue that this is the blues biggest regular season game since 2019. I would say so. You know, you're you're one point ahead of the Arizona Coyotes. You got two games in hand, which is great. But it's not so much about this game as much as about the games you have coming up that you need to set yourself up for success heading into those games. So this weekend you're playing the Coyotes. Big game, of course. But after that, you got a few against the Colorado Avalanche. So it's important you take care of these two points here because it's a really a four-point exchange. If, if you're not careful, you don't take care of business in Arizona. Now, Arizona's behind you in the standings. They've been struggling lately. I think they've lost the last five games. So you think the Blues should have the upper hand. But this Blues team has struggled in Arizona. Sometimes they've gone in there with Aiden Hill in net or Kemper in net. Darcy's been uh, – he's stifled the Blues in the last couple of years. So the Blues have had kind of stinker games going to the desert, especially against the goaltending tandem that Arizona has. It's a Rick Tockett team. Similar to Craig Berube, they play that hard-nosed style. They play that very structured style that can really kind of throw teams for a loop. So it's important for the Blues to go in there to, uh, in this weekend, rather, and take care of business in the desert. And that way you can get a three-point cushion with still two games in hand on Arizona. So I'm telling you guys, that, that two-point cushion, you're going to need that because you got a bunch of Colorados coming up. Then you have to face that Minnesota team that's starting to kind of come along as well. you still got Vegas you got to be dealing with. The competition does not get easier for the Blues, which we have known all year long. So any way you can create yourself a little bit of a cushion against this Arizona team this weekend, that's really, the, the, to me, the biggest threat as far as you, you grabbing that four hole when it comes second week of May. you got to go out there and you got to do it. You're the best, Joey. Thanks. Have a great weekend. We'll be tuned in tomorrow. Thanks, Dan. Randy, Michelle, you guys have a wonderful weekend. You too. You too. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. You learn a lot. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection.